Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. There are some really exciting things coming up for me and for TrailerCast. There's going to be some fun new interviews on here with people who are doing some really different things. And I get to be a guest on a friend's podcast next week and even do an episode on Be Live TV with Toy Sweeney. Oh my, what in the world? Um, this is so cool and so much fun. It has been an absolute whirlwind season of saying yes for me. Also, some exciting things for you who are listening. I'm in the process of developing some groups where we can actually do some work together about some of the things that you're going through, some individual coaching options, and my absolute favorite new shiny offer, weekends. As in a whole weekend getaway focused on unlocking you. More info to come on all this in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. If your curiosity is already piqued, email me at elise at trailercast.com for a sneak peek email with more details. If you're enjoying listening to TrailerCast, would you do me a favor? Share this podcast with your friends. Take a screenshot, share it on social media or however you want to do it. It would mean a lot to me. Now, I want to tell you some stories. I alluded to it earlier, but about two years ago, I committed to a season of yes, of saying yes to new people, new opportunities, new experiences. I wanted to make room for new things and see where that process would take me. And I am so glad I did. This openness, this anticipation of a new thing, of looking for magic in mundane places, of calling out beauty from depths, of risk and jumping and being free has led to more. There's just more, more of everything. And I'm loving it. Part of my season of saying yes led to me performing my very first wedding, the most beautiful and spiritual wedding I have ever been to, hands down. At this wedding after the ceremony, someone came up to me and approached me about coming to speak at this conference she was putting together. And already being in the season of yes, I said, yeah, of course. Of course, I'll come to your conference, Rachel Hollis, OMG, what? <laughs> that is how I got to rise two weeks ago, by saying yes. And you see, one yes led to another yes, which is leading to all these other yeses now. And I wouldn't have been able to have even had these recent opportunities if it weren't for my first yes. This is sometimes referred to as the butterfly effect or a series of sliding doors. I like to think of it as following the next single star as it becomes a constellation. At first, you really only see the star right in front of you. And then the next, and the next, 
until you can almost see the lines between the stars and the shape it is starting to make. And then once it really comes into view and you see the thing, you can't unsee it. It will always be Orion's Belt, or Cassiopeia, or the Big Dipper. And these celestial shapes become guideposts, symbols you can use to navigate by, which is really just finding your place in this world in relationship to everything else. Say yes. See where it takes you. This very same couple I married came to visit this week. And we took the trailer down to the beach, ordered some Thai food, and sank into our familiar flow. Each of us sharing our latest endeavors, our wilder ideas, our work stuff, our heart stuff, God stuff, people stuff. I tiptoed around some different ideas with this sacred crew. And as I am in the middle of working through some of the details of my next thing, my friend said, think bigger. She's like, take Take all of that, all the things you're thinking, and think bigger. And I got it. You know, I got what she was saying. And this launched us into a whole different type of conversation. It really took off. The trailer transformed into a magical dream capsule where everything seems possible and ridiculous dreams become the most obvious next step. Hence the fun new projects I'm working on for all of you. Beans and Sammy... So many thank yous. Thank you for letting me be your person. For asking the question so I could say yes. For challenging me to think bigger. It's going to be so good. It already is. Many, many moons ago, I was really involved in the church world. And I mentored lots of girls that are now women over the years. It was one of the greatest and most deeply enriching seasons of my life. Different than being an older sibling and different than parenting, it's like this sweet spot where you have a lot of opportunity for influence and a front row seat to someone's life. Good, bad, ugly. I was drawn to this type of experience relationship, which is why I say I'm a therapist by nature and trade, because it is the thing I have done the longest. Listened, cared, considered, offered suggestions, consoled, picked up, dusted off, sent them along in the world again. And this week, I got a text from one of my very first girls, an OG. She was going to be coming back to town and wanted to connect. I smiled deeply when I read this, like down deep. It feels so good to be remembered and to get to share some space again together after all these years. And the funny thing about this text was I had recently found some old letters in the bottom of my filing cabinet when I moved offices and into the trailer. One of those letters was from 10 years ago, from an exercise I did with some of my girls, a letter they wrote to themselves right around the time of graduating from high school, almost exactly 10 years to the day. So when I found out she was coming over, I went and rifled through my stuff and got her letter out. She knocked on the door around 8 after I had finally gotten the kids tucked in and squared away for the night. And we live in an upside-down house, so we quietly snuck upstairs and settled onto the couch. We picked up as we always do. She told me about her travels and the things she is thinking about and the decisions she is having to make. We tossed some memories back and forth, things we have learned, experiences that have changed us, poems that have inspired us, unpacking some bigger themes like loss, 
fear growing up, drifting over other themes like literature, music, love. It was good to be together again. And at one point in the conversation, as she was kind of pulling at this topic of what is next, I brought out her letter and placed it on the couch next to her. She stared at it for a while and then recognized it and looked at me in disbelief. She saw the date and was taken aback. Almost exactly a decade had passed since she wrote this letter. She tore it open and read voraciously. She read it and reread it, mining it for clues or answers, and kept remarking that she couldn't believe I had kept this letter that long. I asked her if she found what she was looking for. And she told me she was struggling with the same exact problem in her letter 10 years ago as she was facing right now. This intense desire for independence, to be totally untethered, and simultaneously a deep longing to settle down and build a rich community. This resonated deeply with me. I have a bit of wanderlust myself. I didn't think I would ever get married or have kids or settle down, at least not in the U.S. I had all these other visions for myself. I spent eight months backpacking through Southeast Asia during college, and it put something within me that I haven't quite cured. This longing to be a bit transient, on the go, not burdened by conventional life. I also thought I would end up in Africa working in an ABC center and having children through adoption. I still have rogue dreams like that. Ideas that emerge from somewhere deep within me, almost hiccuping out of me. I feel caught off guard by these wild ideas, amused by them. And every once in a while, I still get to live one out, like going to Uganda this summer. My life now looks entirely different than how I would have crafted it for myself, especially a decade ago. My life now is more than I ever could have hoped to want for myself. I wouldn't have dared to hope for something as brazen as a family of my own, a husband that still gives me butterflies and chills, children who undo me in the most radical ways ever as they lavish me with requited love. It is my wildest adventure, this family of mine. My 23-year-old self would not even have known how to pray for these things, which is what I shared with my friend. How can she possibly try to live into all the things she cannot even conceive of yet? Sometimes, like the poet Rilke points out, you have to love the questions themselves and live into all the answers. We looked at her letter again together. I suggested that life is sometimes exactly like this. Rereading an old letter. Some things are exactly the same, some things totally brand new. But life is a continual facing of new frontiers. Same you, new journey, old questions, new answers. Go, stay, travel, settle, risk, exhale, seek, rest. It's all wild and wonderful if you're going as you. During that last leg of my trip to Southeast Asia, my brother came and joined me. He was just finishing up his freshman year in college, and I was closing out my junior year. 
We hitchhiked all over Thailand. From the north, where we slept in these raised tree houses with hill tribes on the border of Myanmar. To the south, where we went scuba diving through unthinkably beautiful islands. We flew to Japan and hiked all over the country, sleeping in strangers' houses when we missed our buses, or in parks under cherry trees. We were young and wild and free. We lived hard those months together, pouring over our ideas about God and life and love and our future. We dreamed up some really good stuff on that trip. We shared this journal that we kept all our plans in. We were going to buy a little shop where we could live upstairs. And then downstairs, we would sell mainly ice cream because, obviously, (laughs) we wanted to import little treasures from our travels and help support developing cultures and bring awareness to different communities around the world. We wrote about how we would find new places to travel and bring back things people had never seen. We were full of wonder and optimism. I knew then that this trip was really unique. We both frequently remarked that this felt greater than. Greater than us. Greater than now. Something we would carry with us for a long time. Something we knew would shape us. We had always been close, but this was truly something else. Two years after this trip, my brother was in a tragic skateboard accident. He died after two weeks on life support. And it will be 12 years this November since that accident. I'm still not the same. I don't expect I ever will be. My partner died that day. My person. How was I supposed to go on? What about our ice cream shop? What about our dreams? Some of me died that day too. I groped around in the dark for what felt like a lifetime. Numb. Void. Silent. I don't know how long it was until I had to realize that I was, in fact, still alive. You know, because even breathing felt like a betrayal since I knew he would never do that again, at least on this side of the veil. But it was undeniably a fact. I was alive. I was alive. But I had stopped living, you know, like really living the way that I had before. And I saw that maybe I was in resistance to this gift. And this gift that my brother was still giving to me. The idea of good life. Real good life. And if I could accept it, if I could receive this truth into my being and give myself permission to still be on this side and fully here, then I could still have my adventure. I could still do the thing, say yes, think bigger, live into the gift. And I have, I have taken this gift from my brother's life that I want to live, like really live. I want to be alive and to live a big, full, messy, sandy floored life. I want to gulp this life like coming up for air. I feel ravenous for it, for life, for everything. Whatever it is that you're thinking about as you're listening to me right now, think bigger. Look up. Take a look around. Expand your vision. What else do you see? 
think bigger. Put that thing in motion. Go after it. Do the thing that is in your heart. Be audacious in your pursuit of great things. Be downright flamboyant as you track down what is next for you. Say yes. Take a giant breath in of all this life has for you. And now get it. Get it all. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. 